Hey, welcome back to Double Stack F1 Podcast. Honorat San and Trevor is back from a very, very long vacation. But he's Hi, back everybody. With us today. It's good to be back. Uh, just in time for the Singapore Grand Prix. Um, you didn't go to Asia, did you? Were you in Asia? No. I wasn't. I was in South America, mostly in Paraguay, a little bit of time in Brazil. You were probably checking out the track before uh, F1 goes there in a couple weeks, I guess. Huh? You betcha. All right. Uh, but yeah, let's dive in. This is going to be an interesting episode. This is the first time uh, we are uh, discussing an episode where the Red Bull team doesn't start in the top 10. This is a unique situation here developing out in Singapore. Got a lot of people excited, uh, but a lot of people are shocked as well. I am pretty shocked. I don't know where to put my bets. I don't know what I'm, to do. I'm like a little bit shocked. I figured this would happen at some point during the season. It's hard <laughs> to be for a team to be perfect every single race, especially when there's over 20 races. Um, didn't necessarily expect it would be here, but yeah, you know they're bound to they're bound to mess up at some point. There's going to be an issue at some point. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess, I guess, yeah, given last year they were so strong here, like I was, I was kind of shocked to see just the, the, the performance the entire weekend. Uh, but we'll dive into that as we get along. I would, I that's yeah. the top. Before we dive into it, I, I, I kind of think like this sort of setup for a race weekend or for a Grand Prix is what every non Red Bull fan has been hoping for all year i would think it's kind of hard like it's a circuit where it's not easy to overtake they're starting 11th and 13th it's it's very conceivable that a, a driver who doesn't drive for red bull is going to win this race which i think is what a lot of fans have been uh, have been hoping for if you're not particularly a red bull fan as a red bull fan what do you feel like the potential is here for for the team though uh what what are the what is the expectation here what do you guys think can happen Personally, I think what do you want? Yeah. Personally, I think. Uh, well, first of all, this question is really difficult to answer. I'm operating mm-hmm. under the assumption that Verstappen is going to start 11th. Um, yeah. There was, I believe, three different incidents during qualifying where Verstappen was possibly impeding another driver. So, it's very possible he starts 20th. Um, I don't. Since we've started recording, I don't think we've gotten any word um, from not yet from FIA. So, you know, if he starts eleventh, you know, maybe he can make the podium. Maybe be just off the podium. If he starts twentieth, I don't even think he'll be in the top ten unless a lot of cars crash. Oh wow, that's bleak. That's actually dark. It wouldn't surprise. It wouldn't surprise me if if it's kind of like struggling throughout the race, and at a certain point, they just retire the car. They can't retire. I hope he finishes every race, and I don't think it's it's qualifying. <laughs> it yeah, it wouldn't surprise yeah. me. And we've seen interesting stuff happen here before. Go back to I think was it twenty twelve uh, or no twenty two thousand eight, right? Where we with Alonso? we had some we had some surprising things happen, right? Uh, so yeah. uh, anything that happened in Singapore, uh, as and and that that we can even caveat that move that to Massa, right? So it's been a hot topic. We've we've heard of Singapore <laughs> right. the entire year, uh, even starting early last year. But uh, for it to be a scene, the scene of another shocking event like what we saw today, I think uh, lends itself well for for the race tomorrow. So I don't know. I I don't know where to put my mind. I don't like to get you know 
hopes uh hopes up for for anybody but i was just shocked the entire weekend to see the performance of the red bull uh just it it, it just didn't have the balance it usually has uh mm-hmm. at at other tracks like it doesn't matter whether it was a street track we went to baku we went to miami that are like kind of close in monaco right and the car was still well balanced like it wasn't oversteery as much as it, it did here today. They could, could keep their tires uh, pretty much in the window. The track layout should have been a little bit easier for everybody in general, but just I just didn't know what what is kind of the root of this little drop in performance that we're seeing. And I, I'm pretty sure by the time we get to, to Japan, all of this will be ironed out or, and, and, or maybe overnight, you know, they can find – somewhere to put the setup uh, that, that doesn't infringe on uh, Park Ferme rules and, and they'll be competitive tomorrow. So I never like to rule that out. I think you gotta, you gotta hedge your bets here. Right. And I think honestly, like it's a bit early to, to really know for sure what's going on, but um, I kind of tend to think it's just like a bit of a brain fart for the weekend. Um, it's hard to stay focused when like, everything you're doing is working it's hard to stay like super focused and on top of things um it wouldn't surprise me if this is just a wake-up call to them and they're back to their regular selves in japan yeah let's hope but without further ado let me just take a step back quickly where are we uh we are in singapore uh this is the 15th race that actually happened 16th otherwise uh if we account for imola uh, it's a 4.94 kilometer track, 19 quarters instead of 23 last year. Uh, we will have 62 laps, one more from 61 last year. The, the race will be a total of 306 kilometers. We usually get a safety car and the race usually takes the entirety of, of the watch clock, the, the clock, right? Like I think it's a two watch, two hour to get the race done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and usually it's the case that we don't even get to to the to the laps we get to time and and that's game over depending on what you're on track very frequently um you know yellow flags incidents it's a street it's a fast street circuit so yeah pretty easy to make a mistake it's it's 100 percent safety car three and like i think 33 percent chance of of a vsc so yeah i was shocked the entirety of fb1 fb2 fb3 to not have seen anybody in a wall, any flags at all. But, and then Q1 uh, stroll made up for all of that. Yeah, magnificent <laughs> stroll uh, delivered as usual. Uh, is he becoming the new Latifi? Um, I don't know, but they were going on board with him before the incident even happened, and I'm just like, oh, this doesn't look good. And then like a corner later, he's just smashing it into the wall. Um, it seemed to me he seemed desperate on that lap to try to salvage whatever he could out of it. It seemed like it was off to not a great start, and he was uh, just, you know, desperate and lost control of the car. My Canadian and boy was off pace. Smashed it into the wall. Like, that was a big collision. Pieces went everywhere. I'm surprised. Norris and uh, Piastri were the next two cars coming by, and I was surprised they were each able to find, like, a clean line through um, yeah. because of all of the debris and, and carnage that Stroll left behind. But the beauty of it, it, it allowed for a beautiful Q2. It set up Q2 wonderfully with, like, drivers that otherwise would have been wouldn't have been competing for q2 like he had the sonoda 
topping the chart. You had both uh, Haases in there. You had, I think, Joe Guan Yu. Or no, Joe was already out, but you he had Botas. Yeah, Botas was out. Couldn't put it in his lap. Uh, you had, you know, Lawson still there. Yeah, you know, it was... It said it, it. It was a pretty interesting. You had like Hamilton on the cusp of getting kicked out too because of that. So you, everybody just went straight to the times to see what where everybody was sitting. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think you know I don't I don't like to have stuff like that. We want clean weekends, but you know it put a little bit of jeopardy into qualifying. Well, yeah, today. and I mean Lawson got himself into Q two, and then. Um... He's the guy who knocked championship leader Max Verstappen out of Q2. So I guess it's a butterfly effect, huh? <laughs> it really is. I saw I saw a social media post um, related to that. It was a butterfly effect that started with uh, Albon not feeling well in Italy last year. DeVries mm. drives the car, gets a good performance, <laughs> gets the seat at AlphaTauri. Uh, nice. <laughs> gets replaced by Ricardo. Ricardo gets injured. Lawson's in the car. Lawson knocks Verstappen out of uh, out Oof. of Q two. It's oh, like a wild. crazy butterfly effect uh, situation dating back like a year and a couple weeks. Wow, the chain is amazing. That's that's a good <laughs> one. Uh, yeah, but but you know, on that thought, as we are on stroll right now, I didn't see him at all hooked up this weekend. Uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, Seb, in a, in a little uh, video that's going to probably come out on Sky tomorrow before the race, was talking with Brundle. And I think he there was a, some point where he says he doesn't rule. He, he, he isn't ruling out coming back. I saw uh, quotes from that. Yeah, he said something along the lines of, uh, like, Kimmy probably didn't think he was coming back, and he did. And um, I think he mentioned Alonso as well. And so he's like, you can never, you can never rule out a comeback. With uh, with Stroll not you know uh, extracting the the full potential of this car, uh, and with with the potential of the marketing impact of having two former world champions drive for you in a McLaren and not a McLaren in an Aston Martin, and I think the the impact that could do on sales and revenue and just, you know, the brand in general oh, to bring they back. They would sell Seb. the most merch. Like Alonso, Seb pairing, like they're selling all of the merch. Like how could you not? Everybody loves both of those drivers. And well, if, you happen to not, if you happen to not like one of the drivers, you probably really love the other one. Like <laughs> it's one of those pairings that you just can't go wrong with. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued there. Maybe see that we had Seb. Seb was with Ricardo. Uh, Seb was with Kimi. You know that was good at Ferrari to see those two uh, mm-hmm. world champions t- together. I think that was probably the one time I was like an extreme fan of Ferrari outside of the Shumi years. Uh, was was that pairing would be? I, I own merch from from Aston Martin. I love the team, but oh boy, if the, those two were in a team together. That would be insane, but that's just me wishing to become a fanboy again of uh, of those two world champions uh, on the same team. But yeah, just just a thought I had after I saw the incident. I was like, maybe it's time for Stroda think about another series, maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean, qualifying <laughs> would have been over way sooner if that change had already been made. <laughs> it took True them forever too. to clean up after Stroll's uh, collision incident. But yeah, going back to the track. Uh, last year we had twenty seventy one overtakes. It was a it was a wet race, right? Uh, half of it was done uninterred with 
a few people switching to medium and 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 softs at some point to finish up the race. Uh, it was a messy race for sure. The usual, it's usually a one-stop strategy with like you start on either mediums or hard or, or soft. That was 2019. And then you switch to like a harder compound to take the race to the end. Degradation is pretty hard. Um, and your pit stop time loss is like almost 30 seconds. So because you're, you're driving through that pit at like 60K an hour versus 80 at other tracks. So the penalty is hard for pitting. So I and and with the new track layout that's a little bit faster, less less time to go around the track, you know, three DRS at the moment, like one pit stop would be kind of the right strategy. And I, I would suspect we probably have more overtakes than twenty twenty two. I know people were talking about uh it's hard to overtake here, but I I would argue like it, it, it will be easier than 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 the previous year. Uh, any take on that? Do you think, given the new layout, we could see a little bit more, a, a more exciting race tomorrow? It kind of, yeah, I think so. Um, also makes the strategy a little bit interesting. Um, Russell was saying after qualifying in his in his interview with Danica Patrick that um, the new change in layout, he said it makes it, kind of brings it closer to the, the line between a one-stopper and a two-stopper. Um, so it could be could be interesting to see um, maybe some of the cars at the front trying out different strategies and seeing like which strategy comes out a medium comes soft out on soft top. Or yeah, soft, medium so soft. yeah, I mean, I would I would bet you know if it's if it's kind of on the edge like that, I would bet a couple a couple of those front runners go with the one stop, and somebody's probably gonna try a two-stopper, see what they can, see if they can yeah, make racing. something happen. Yeah, like, yeah. especially if you're kind of running, you know, fourth or third and you don't think you can catch the cars ahead of you just as is, you know, try a different strategy, see what happens. Who could use that? I, I'm right off my the top of my head, I'm thinking maybe the, the Red Bull guys could use it, get clean air and just race. Could probably use it, yeah. I'm also kind of thinking uh, – out of the top five, the car starting in the top five, um, I kind of think that the, I don't know, like Norris seems, least, Norris seems the least confident out of the cars, like starting in the top five. He's starting fourth and they're asking him about results tomorrow. And he's like, mm-hmm. well, cold, yeah, cold ground. <laughs> everybody's going to say podium, but like, I'm just kind of glad we're here. So like, <laughs> you know, maybe, you know, if he's entering the Grand Prix with that sort of a mindset, maybe he wouldn't be too opposed to, you know, rolling the dice a little bit and seeing Ooh, if, uh, I would if say he wants to conserve, right. And probably just, I would say he'd probably be on the more safe, safer bed and go one stopper and be like, yeah, just I don't want to risk what it. He can hang on to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would say maybe the, 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 the Haas boys, because they degrade pretty fast. Uh, That's true. Could be a yeah. way for them to to just stay racy uh, and and kind of like take the best they can out of the, the tire. But the hard part for them is just that they fall off of a cliff quickly, whether or not they're just doing a normal race pace like everybody else is. So, yeah, it works. Maybe Hamilton could do it because he's just much, much slower and – he he's done well the last few times uh, in terms of race base and just going on an opposite strategy to everybody in front of him. Because mm-hmm. I think getting past signs would be the hardest thing anybody does tomorrow, uh, given what signs the defense signed 
Signs showed uh, in in uh, Monza last week or a couple weeks ago. It feels like last week, doesn't it? But a couple it weeks ago, I think it'll be tough to get past Signs. Uh, and uh, yeah, who else? Maybe do you think, do you think the both Ferraris run the same strategy? Well, it's up to it's up to Leclerc, right? I think yeah. Leclerc would be of the camp that we should both run the same strategy. Uh, uh, and. I don't want to run the same strategy and there should be team orders. If I catch up to Carlos, that's going to be Leclerc's perspective for sure. Yeah. Uh, but I would say science could be like, yeah, I'm I'll, I'll let you guys know whether or not I'm switching or I'm covering somebody else's strategy as the race develops, but I'm open to plan a plan B plan C or plan Z, depending on how it shakes up behind me. Um, I think Ocon and, and Gassi could use that two stopper. Because they just don't have, they don't need the race pace here. Uh, they don't need speed here necessarily. Uh, but they're starting off in like I don't know eight for Ocon and and uh, where's uh, Gasly starting? Gasly starting twelve. So I don't know, a little bit outside of the points. Yeah. So I don't know. Other than the Red Bulls, the 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 Haas, Hamilton, and maybe Piastri. Uh, who's out of, out of place. Like, yeah, those are kind of the guys I think would be good candidates for like something crazy. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a good thing to bring up. Uh, Paul, uh, Leclerc was on pole for the last two events. We have a new pole sitter this year. Um, the tires are the softest. So yeah, we spoke about degradation there. We spoke about the one or two stop strategies. Uh, yeah, let's, let's maybe touch base on, what are kind of the key items tomorrow that we should we're probably gonna here's be a focused. here's a hypothetical for you okay let's say yeah. hypothetically leclerc beats russell off of the line and we're running one two signs leclerc what what ends up happening the does team orders end up happening are they allowed to fight do they have to hold position what what's the call there in that uh, hypothetical if, if i'm if i'm the team principal um Vassar, I'll probably just say, hey, guys, uh, no risk, fight, uh, but keep it clean. But I'll probably elaborate on, like, no dirty, you know, we'll probably brief this beforehand. It's like no last-minute jinx and stuff like that. If somebody's going to, if you can defend, if you do one move, keep the move. Don't double-do it. You know, just keep it. We don't want to come out of the race, but I'll let you guys fight because they're so close on pace. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it'll boil down to like who pits if they pit on their safety car on their VSC if they pit ahead of it just like there's a lot of parameters that could affect this race let's not blow it up for ourselves you're free to race just don't take each other out you know who gets preference Leclerc or whoever's in front uh- friends uh yeah like one of the drivers gets to come in i don't know i don't know like you gotta like, get one, one, one of them the preferred strategy and then the next lap the other one comes in like which one are they favoring because they, favor they the guy leading, my favorites right? you, you favor think. the guy leading the yeah. race so yeah. whoever's leading the race gets the first pit stop normally uh yeah in every team so like because he's ahead, he's done more time on the on the on the on the, more distance on the on the tires anyway, so he should be changing them first. In, if it, anything, so it seems to me like with Ferrari this year, 
if if science is in front of Leclerc, they're allowed to fight. And if Leclerc's in front of science, they're not allowed to fight. That's what <laughs> it just seemed that way? Like to me. That's just my like, I mean, I don't, <laughs> I'm not necessarily a Ferrari fan. I don't pay super close attention, but just from like a, you know, from like a zoomed out view, that's just kind of what I've noticed so far this year. Wow. That's interesting that you say that. I have not noticed that. I, I do feel like, there is some love, that's why i ask uh, with, who gets the preference if if, if yeah. one person has to get like a preferred strategy over the other who is it because it seems to me like they would like leclerc to be their preferred driver but there's not enough of a pace gap between them for them to say it's leclerc like science is too close so they can't that is true really say that but i think they really true. want to say that they would really prefer that that is true. That is true. Uh, I know there is there is love uh, at Ferrari for for Leclerc uh, for for whatever reason I don't know. Um, but um, and I've been and I've been the type of guy online that's been defending signs all the time, just saying this guy is the real deal. Like he is, he is on base. He doesn't make mistakes. He he can read the race from his cockpit. Like he's not shunting the car under pressure necessarily, right? Like. This is the real deal. This is the guy you guys should be backing for the election or whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. uh, but no, I, I think it's more sentimental. It's more, uh, it's, it's deeper than I can explain. I'm not, I'm not a 100% like Tifosi fan at the moment. So couldn't understand why uh, the, the, the love is just so, so, so much more towards uh, Leclerc than, than Carlos. Uh, Carlos just feels like an outsider in that team. Um, but I don't know. I think tomorrow it's a big day for Carlos, maybe race win number two. So, uh, right. And to be the only non, he has the shot to be the only non Red Bull driver with a race win this year. So so kind of a big deal. And then that will back my, uh, my, 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 uh, reds online after back to back pole positions too. It's not like this is just a fluke and he happened to have a good qualifying. Like he's been in pretty good form lately. Yeah. And, and he battled hardest against Verstappen. Nobody, nobody throughout the entire season put up a fight against Verstappen until Imola, not Imola until Monza. Monza, Yeah. He he held this strapping back for fourteen laps. Like he put on a fight. He did. He really put on a fight. He just didn't say, "Hey, I have an inferior car. I'm gonna let this guy go, and I'm gonna protect P two or P 3 Which right? is basically what everybody else everybody has been else saying with Verstappen in their mirrors this season. It's yeah. like, well, my race is not with him. Blah blah. Yeah. And Signs is like, no, I'm I'm in the lead. I'm gonna try to hang on to the lead. <laughs> yeah, and that's what, and that's why maybe I really enjoyed watching uh, the race. I think I don't know if you heard the recap. From the, the 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 race, the Monza race, I was just like praising him because it was just it's incredible. That's what we want as fans. We want to yeah. watch. We want to watch a battle for the win. We don't want to watch a, a battle for second, third, or fourth. Like the race. Then why are we watching a race if we if right. we're here, right? Like give me something to 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 kind of like oh this is exciting. I don't know who's gonna win. You know yeah. type deal. And I think this setup here for tomorrow gives us a little bit of that where oh, we totally. Like, oh, I don't know who's going to win. As a Red Bull fan, I do not expect a Red Bull driver to win tomorrow. I will be surprised if it happens. Yeah, and I don't know. It's it seems it seems that nothing is impossible in life, but sure, yeah. It seems it seems highly unlikely. 
but it's just the belief that it could happen is also like something that's like mm-hmm. keeping everybody on, on their toes. Be like, they could still do it. They could come back from think, P11 and still do it. Yeah, I think in general, anything can happen in F1. But like, if you're specifically talking about the Singapore Grand Prix, then like, like really anything can happen. Like there's a safety car every single, there's at least one safety car every single time we run this race. Like if that safety car comes out and like, two thirds of the way through the race that literally changes everything. It changes everybody's tire strategy. Mm-hmm. It could have a significant impact on the running order from like when the crash happens to when they like line up behind the safety car. Like, like is it a red ha- flag? Is it a, is it a, yeah. is it a, and what is the consequence of, 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 of the incident? Like exactly. It, it's a lot of laps under the heat. You just, you lose water, you lose concentration, you make a little mistake, and that's it. Like, uh, or you're in a battle, you forget your breaking point because you're just focused on the battle. Anything mm-hmm. can happen in Singapore. So it's not a done deal. It does, no. It's quote-unquote going to rain tomorrow. I don't know when during the day it's going to rain, if it rains during the race. But, like, that's another, that's another factor right there that could just change everything. Like, right. Yeah, like never say never in Singapore. Ask Nelson Pique Jr. Uh, <laughs> ask Felipe Massa. Definitely uh, ask Felipe Fran- Massa. He would be a good guy to answer that question for you. <laughs> well, yeah, no, it's uh, it's gonna be one one of them races you don't want to miss. Should uh, we give some context if anybody doesn't doesn't understand that reference? All right, shoot it, shoot out, shoot out. Give us an update on the Felipe deal here. Well, um, currently that's he's trying to push something through the courts to see if he could dispute the, what was it, 2008 uh, F1 champion. But basically what happened is in the Singapore race, Nelson Piquet Jr., who was uh, Fernando Alonso's teammate, um, intentionally crashed into the wall at a very specific moment in the race that would have uh, benefited Alonso the most. I think Alonso ended up going from like 12th or 13th to 1st and ended up winning the race and how convenient. Yeah. What a coincidence. <laughs> and, and he gets to keep and his Alonso work had no idea any of this was going on. It was fully orchestrated behind his back and not to his knowledge. Right. Yeah. When, when, when his teammate was practicing the shunt and uh, at, when they were making their way to the grid, like he had no idea. Like nope. he just kept him in the dark. Like he was kept in the dark. Mm-hmm. By uh, what was his team principal's name? Briatore. Yeah. He was kept in the dark by Briatore, and then like he had no idea. Uh, his manager was cooking up some some interesting deal for him, so he was basically just told to pit at the right time. So if Stroll bins it late in the race, <laughs> Alonso is probably going to win. <laughs> uh, well, Stroll has shown tendencies to bin it here, so. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if he bends it again tomorrow. That doesn't mean that it's uh it's another coup by uh by for, by uh uh Fernando here. But it also uh, doesn't mean it isn't. Well, Fernando <laughs> doesn't do stuff like that. He's 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 a changed man. He's a, right. and he wasn't found at 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 guilt at all for that incident. No, yeah. He got to keep his win. So mm-hmm. yeah, but, uh, innocent until proven guilty. And I don't think that case is probably closed. And he's he's not guilty from his side. Yeah, for sure. He just but from Massa's side, it's just getting started. Oh yeah, I feel bad oh. for Massa. Like he, it definitely was unfair what happened to him. But like, I don't really think anything can be done about it at this point. It's like 
Like, Opens up a can of worm. And plus, it Are literally we... happened 15 years ago. Like, Dude, like, what were you doing for 15 years? Like, right. all of a sudden. Anyways, that's a story for another full-blown postseason episode. We'll, we'll keep a close eye on this thing. But going back, the other two items that kind of flow through, like, uh, what can Red Bull do tomorrow? And I think we touched on it a little bit. Anything could happen. Uh, what could what could Ferrari do tomorrow? We touched on kind of the dynamics between Leclerc and 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 uh, Science. What do you think, Science? I think we think Science can pull this off, and it'll be a phenomenal feat if he does it. I know the challenges comes from Russell as well, which is another item to look for. The race space from the the Mercedes, uh, especially during in race trim, uh, Russell and both Hamilton apparently on a have an offsetting strategy where they have an extra pair of uh, fresh uh, medium boots that they could strap on. I don't know if they use it for the first stint, second stint, third stint, uh, and just stay ra- uh, racy this race uh, tomorrow. And then Lando, I want to touch on Lando as well. Lando's one one of them that I want that we should keep a very very close eye to. I know their car works extremely well in high speed corners, Austria, Silverstone. Struggled a little bit in Hungary. Struggled a little bit in in like Zanvart, and he, they brought a, a package here, a massive package. You can tell by by the difference in pace between Lando and Piastri this this entire weekend. But what what do you think Lando can do tomorrow? You you said he said he was going to defend position for the most part, but anything else he could do, or wh- what is a win for him tomorrow, really? I think a podium would be a good result uh, for him tomorrow. Um, I think, uh, you know, he's lining up behind or around both of the Ferraris and both of the Mercedes. Um, I think that Ferrari looks pretty good um, here in here in Singapore. It always kind of does. So, you know, I think yeah, it'll be just tough. the tire degradation um, is tough here, though, for them. That's I, true. I, that's the, true. The, the race base has has been like the tires just fall off a cliff relatively quickly. Them and Ha, so it's it's one to keep in mind. That's yeah. the only risk I. I would say a, a podium would be would be a, a big result for Norris. He's starting fourth, so it's really just one one overtake. Mm-hmm. But you know the cars around him are pretty pretty fast, so. And that's true too, right? Like we've seen it, and and I think I touched on it maybe already. Uh, it's the race start is really really important here. You mm-hmm. can make up so many spots at the start like fernando does it all the time he's a one guy to keep an eye out on for the start uh we've seen the ferrari boys box uh uh well who, who was it was it uh who was verstappen in 2017 which it just like uh kimmy and Vettel just like sandwiched them and took him out and took themselves out uh mm-hmm. before turn three uh that's one incident there that could happen you have yeah, last year you had Paris overtake uh, Leclerc into turn one, and that was it for for him to keep the win. So, yeah, turn one is really really important. It's just what how long is the distance? There's just a hundred and something meters into turn one. Yeah, it's a short um, run. Yeah, so that's that's one where you really want to like get your elbows out. People really do get a lot of elbows out uh, out there. So yeah, watch the race start tomorrow. It'll be key for 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 uh for position as well on track position for the entirety of the race so it's another item uh those are kind of the key things i'll be let's talk about uh your top 10 
All right, top all right, ten. Top 10. Um, um, first time I'm giving the top ten all year where I don't say Verstappen's name first, so that's interesting. But I got signs for P1. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be able to hold on, uh, go from pole to win. Uh, followed by Leclerc. Um, followed by Hamilton. And then I think Verstappen. You know, assuming he's starting in eleventh, I think he can make his way up to to fourth or somewhere around there. I think Russell will come next, followed by Norris. Um, I got Alonso in P7, Perez making it up to P8, and then uh, closing out the top 10, the Alpine boys, um, Ocon and Gasly. All right. All right. All right. Cool. Oh, that's a that's a wonderful list. This is the first time I think the entire season where we we as bookies are as betters uh, have lost faith in the Red Bull dream. Uh, it's it's just tough. a it's just a tall order. Both cars outside of the top ten, and like a race win, especially at a place like like you mentioned, it might be a little easier to overtake than in years past. But it's like not the easiest place to overtake. So it'll yeah, be uh, it'll be interesting. Yeah, it's like quite a challenge. I, I think I wanted to see I wanted to see them do it. That's where I I'm a little bit like. <laughs> I'm a little bit devastated. It's just I just wanted to see a clean somebody do a clean sleep. Like that was one thing I was, I, you know, that takes away from it's still like, not impossible. Like yeah, it, it can happen. I just don't yeah. think it's likely. Yeah, you're just being you're just being a a a, a hedged smart just man being, here. Just being realistic. Gamble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Given what you see in the data, like Paris has had really good race base, you know, mm-hmm. um, this weekend. So. The Red Bull has race base in general. It's just, just not great. Just there's no significant advantage to everybody else in terms of race base here because you're not really like stretching your legs on a very long straight where the DRS goes on for forever and you can like really like get that boost. Um, but but yeah, it's gonna be tough. And it's like if you try to do every overtake, you're gonna you're gonna make a mistake. If you push too hard, which is the penalty is just too hard. Yeah, for... the margin for error is very, very low. Yeah. But yeah, cool. Good to know. Uh, before we keep, kick off, I know we generally watch the race at a bar. Uh, I don't know if we do tomorrow, uh, but uh, there is a, there's a special thing about, uh, about Singapore. That I, I hope everybody knows, but if you don't know, there's a, there used to be, uh, a chicane that that was in turn ten. I uh, was ABC turn ten. It was like a crazy chicane where people would take it flat out. It was and called take a whole lot of curbs and then just <laughs> launch into the air and hope that they can get the tires back on the ground before they hit the wall. That was basically the strategy in that corner. Yeah, it was. I think it was removed in twenty twelve or twenty thirteen before the race. It was called a Singapore Sling. And it was it was it was that in in connection to the the drink or the drink came after I don't know which one came oh, before the drink which one but definitely came first. Um, uh, so it's like walk a, me through what that is and a famous. And, and... Uh, it's like a famous cocktail from from Singapore called the Singapore Sling. It's basically a gin cocktail, but it also has cherry liqueur, um, orange liqueur, a French herbal liqueur, and then a, a whole bunch of juices. Uh, the juices are well grenadine. And then uh, pineapple juice, lime juice, and some bitters. So I doubt 
people have all of those ingredients lying around their house, but if they're watching a, <laughs> if they're watching the race out at a bar, uh, maybe order yourself a Singapore sling and uh, when the cars are zipping around turn ten, just imagining just imagine them taking a whole lot of curb, getting fully airborne and basically landing in the wall. And I'm pretty sure if you go back and watch a race recap of anything. 20 the race started in 2012 right or 2008 i think they got was the race? 2008 is when they started racing there and i think they yeah. got rid of that that particular corner 2012 i think was the last was year good. that they had yeah. it yeah. so if you can watch any race highlight or just go on google or instagram or, or youtube and and look up singapore sling uh f1 like you'll find a ton of videos where people just like launching the car uh, whether it ends up well, uh, there's been a lot of incidents at corner, but yeah, give a, give a, give it a little look, uh, and, and make sure you, you get that on your, on your selection list for tomorrow or, or go get the ingredients today to make the cocktail in time for the race tomorrow. I'll probably give it a <laughs> shot, maybe get a mocktail version of it. Um, how many liquors are in there? How many alcohols? Are in there? One, two, three, four. And four five, different five, I guess, bitters are in there that have like a really low amount of alcohol. Yeah, I think that would well, be four sling it too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> It'd be a great sling. drink to have at 8 a.m. watching the race, wouldn't it? <laughs> that Get like, your Sunday you started right. <laughs> yeah. If you weren't in the mood for it, I think like having the sling next to you will probably like get you pumped up for for the race start uh but yeah that's basically it for today we're not gonna linger here forever uh we'll give you back the remainder of the afternoon and uh if you're listening to this before the race uh have fun in a couple hours and uh, as the lights go off but it's definitely going to be one race not to miss in 2023 right all right ciao guys it was great bye everybody race cheers 